what's up? What's up? So we're live. All right. So this is all about developing developing emotional control for for developing a killer instinct, right? So like, let's think about this. Where, so where did this come from? So this came from the fact that one of the things that I noticed because of all the years that I've spent doing this, discipline is the primary factor that directly, not correlates, but it's, it's direct causation to your results. Too many people fucking meander. Their results meander all over the fucking place. And the reason that they don't get consistent results is due to the fact of lack of emotional control. They go by how they feel and they don't go by the system, a structure, or the shit that needs to be done. So there, and one of the reasons that I can tell is when I will get on the phone with guys and I'll start asking them like, yo, like, you know, where are your results at right now? And they'll say, I think my results are this, or I think I should be doing this. What is the key word there? I think, which means they don't really know exactly what their problem is. So what does that tell me? That tells me they lack an actual system they're following. That's like going to the fucking gym and being like, I want to get a bigger chest. So then you do all of these different exercises that correlate to building a bigger chest, but they don't actually drive growth to the chest, right? Like, why would you do that? Why, why would you go to the gym and then you're like, hey, uh, I'm not going to track. Yo, what up? What up? I'm not going to track the things that I'm doing. I'm not going to track my, my results. I'm just going to go ahead and I'm just going to manifest my results. Like that is the, like, this is the shit that I hear, bro. Like it, if it, if it'll be, it'll be what the fuck, what the fuck? Like, Oh, you know, like I, I, I even, I've heard a girl say this. I manifested this guy and I just start laughing my ass off and I'm like, you didn't manifest shit. I'm like, here's what happened. I'm like, you got invited out. What's up? What's up? Yeah, I am a New Yorker now. So it's, it's like, hey, hey, I, uh, I manifested this guy. It's like, no, no, no. You had a friend invited you out. You said yes. You got dressed. You got out of the fucking house. You got into a logistical situation where you and this person could meet. The person didn't have to be anywhere for a few hours. So logistics were in your favor for you to accumulate time, for you to build commonalities and similar interests to where you were able to get a date, you know, and so on and so forth in order for that to happen. That was controlled. That was no manifesting. That was manipulation. That was direct control of a logistical situation for something to happen, right? And people don't get that. This shit drives me insane. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, this this retarded idea that you were just going to be fucking woo-woo and you were going to... It's about how you feel. Bro, I don't give a fuck how I feel. You know what makes me feel good? Fucking results. I don't give a shit about, you know... I don't, I don't feel like this today. Motherfucker, if you went by how you feel every day, you would be broke and fat and homeless. Like that, that's how you feel don't mean shit. So the reason that you need to develop emotional control directly to developing a killer instinct is simply this. If you don't have emotional control, you don't have discipline, you won't consistently stay in a situation that may be uncomfortable that is going to help you to grow. Because on the other side of that uncomfortable, stressful situation is growth. That, that, that's where that is. It's on, it's on the cusp of that. And most people don't wanna stay through that. They want it to be comfortable, they want it to be easy. I have learned at 30, you know, at 30 years of age, bro, ain't shit comfortable, ain't shit easy, ain't the, the universe just, just doesn't conspire to bring shit together. Like I'm all for positive thinking. But I'm much, I'm, I'm for, this is how I positively think. 
I think positive about my results because I'm going to manipulate. I'm going to manipulate and control the things that I can control in order to mitigate my risk and to give me leverage to acquire results. Now, why? How does that? How does how does discipline develop a killer instinct? Because guess what happens when you follow something when you follow something to the letter without deviation, over and over and over and over again. Guess what you start to notice? Wow! When I do X, I get a specific result. When I do Y, I don't get the specific result that I'm looking for. It's because you have deviated from the thing that works. So discipline is going, I feel like doing this, but instead I'm going to discipline myself and I'm going to do this instead because that, if I do that, I can control. It's kind of like with, like in psychology where you hear about like control settings and they'll ask about like, what was the, not the, not the context, but what were the, what were the, the control factors and what were the slight variations in those control factor settings that led to this specific outcome? That's that's how that's how scientists like when they want to study something the thing that they fucking do is they make sure they control a bunch of the settings they control what's going on and then they'll they'll make slight variations to to one specific part so they make sure everything is the same and they change one thing because they want to see oh if I make this one change is is there a slight difference in the outcome or does it not really matter and they just keep testing and they they have. They make sure they have hundreds of data points in order for them to specifically see exactly what's going on. We don't do this shit when it comes to our fucking results in our life. What the thing that we fucking do is we take this woo-woo, feel-good fucking approach, and then we wonder why we can't control shit. There was a guy I was talking to last night, and he's like, you know, he's like, I want to make sure that I'm the guy who's sexual with the girl. And I'm like, why the fuck does that matter? And he's like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, where did you get that idea? And why does that fucking matter? I'm like, bro, how does you being the sexual guy with the girl directly have a cause and effect response to you getting laid? Like, that's that's what the fuck I want to know. And he goes, he's like, um, he's like, oh, I, I there's a there's a natural friend of mine who he slays, and that's what he's doing. And I'm like, I'm like, dude, that's amazing that he's slaying. Um, but I want you to not like there's the mind frame. And then there's the there's the, the the frame of mind, and then there's the mechanics that go behind the mind frame, right? Because your thoughts directly affect actions, and actions directly affect what's going to eventually become a habit, right? So it's very controlled, specific things. Like we tend to look at the wrong shit. So I asked him. I was like, I want you to pinpoint exactly. I don't want you to tell me what you think's going on. I'm like, I want you to tell me from direct observation. What are the things that you were doing consistently that are getting you laid? And what are the things that when you're not getting laid that you're not doing? And I want you to look for fucking patterns. Because if you can show me a, a specific problem and show me the, the pattern of why that's happening, I can, I can accurately fucking tell you where you're fucking up. And he was sitting there telling me, he's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, I just don't feel like I'm getting sexual enough. And I'm like, bro, like... I'm like, I want it to be the one that really fucking beats this shit home. It has nothing to do with you being sexual with a girl that has to do with the fact you're pulling. I was like, let me ask you this. I'm like, when you come here, I want you to break down what a night looks like for you. I'm like, I'm like, I want you to tell me how many sets you're opening. And then from how many sets you're opening, I want you to tell me 
How many, uh, uh, are you screening for logistics most of the time? Like, are you doing the 50 open drill? Are you doing set depth? And then are you making sure that you be, that you're the last man standing at the corner of three to 4 a.m.? That's what the fuck I want to know. And he goes, I'm, I'm like, he's like, oh, you will, you know, I'm going in and like, I'm pre-opening. I'm like, okay, great. You're pre-opening. And I'm like, okay, great. Are you screening for logistics? And he's like, uh, well, you know, sometimes, yeah. And I'm like, that's your fucking problem. I'm like, right there. You just told me right there. Sometimes you scream for logistics and sometimes you don't. Like, an, like a fucking salesman. Like a salesman, you know, they've got to qualify to see what? Are you a prospective client who is looking to buy or are you someone who's not looking to buy? They are trying to funnel in people that are looking to buy a car. And then they are trying to give them the right specific fucking product that this person wants, right? Why are you, why are you screening for logistics? Because you want to weed out people that would waste your time. And I'm like, there's three demographics in the room for you. I said, there's 33% of, hey, Amy, there's 33, like, there's 30, 33% of women that they, they'll sleep with you. There's 30% that won't sleep with you. That they want, they, they, they'll, they like you, but they don't know enough about you to make a decision about that. So they're like, hey, I'll let you take me on a date and we'll see what happens from there. Then there's the last percentage is like, I don't like you at all. But you can put them in the friend zone, and if you do the right mechanical things, you'll be able to date that girl at some point, right? So you were, you were controlling your fucking outcome. I'm like, the thing I want to specifically have you focus on, I want you to focus on doing the right mechanical things that get you a very specific, tangible metric, a fucking specific outcome. I'm like, don't give me this woo-woo fucking bullshit. Because he is a kind of a woo-woo guy. And he's like, he was talking about the masculine and feminine energy. And I wanted to fucking, I, I literally wanted to hit him. And I was like, dude, who the fuck? I'm like, bro, I understand you listened to David Data's way of the fucking superior man. I totally get that. But that shit, like, I want to fucking, I, I want to kill you. Like, that's, that's the shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> don't give me this woo-woo shit, man. And I'm like, like, I'm like, there's no way in hell that I'm going to take this woo-woo approach to going to a fight. Like, so you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go into the, I'm going to go into this fight, right? And I'm just going to manifest the outcome of me winning the fight. And then I get punched in the face. <laughs> right? <laughs> Let's see how serene I am when I get, ah, I got jabbed in the face. And I'm like, oh, shit. Well, now, how do, I, how do I know that that happens in a fight? Well, I was in martial arts for years. You know, one of the first things I learned the first day I went to class, my instructor used to be five foot four. His name was Sifu Mike. And Sifu Mike was a short little motherfucker. But he was amazing. And uh, first day I go to class. Um, and I'm, I'm, I think I'm hot shit at the time. So I'm like, I'm like, can't lose here. I've gotten fights on the fucking street. So I, so I go to class and, uh, he's like, Oh, you know, come out and let's spar a little bit. So I'm like, okay, cool. And I'm like, this old man gonna fuck with me. Cause I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm 16. I'm young. Like I'm thinking I, I got this shit locked and, uh, I'm bouncing around and shit. And I'm kind of like testing my reach. And what happens is he's just patient. He's just, he's not really moving much. He's just slow. <laughs> Vander Holyfield manifested getting his ear bit off. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right? So, he's, uh, I, uh, he's, he's slowly moving. And as he's slowly moving, I'm like, why is this dude so chill? And what was interesting is I'm bouncing around, wasting all this energy. And I get, and I get ready to come in. And the moment I come in, I see like, it was just like, for a fraction of a second, I knew that I fucked up. I was like, oh, dude, I'm about to get fucking smashed right now. That his front leg comes up for this nice sidekick, and it just at the angle where I was, he he got me just right. 
where he had turned just wide enough. Hits me right in the fucking solar plexus. Like, he jabs me with it. I go flying across the fucking room. I go flying across the room. Because he timed, he timed the kick perfectly to what I was doing. So, his whole game plan, he, I was, I didn't realize it, but he was goading me. He was goading me to, to play his game plan, right? He was goading me into doing what, exactly what he wanted me to do, which was come in, do something stupid, and get sloppy. And he was going to teach me a lesson about you. the fact that you're sloppy, I'm going to fuck you up for that. And he fucked my shit up. I get back up. I'm you know, kind of barely able to breathe and shit. I go back in. And now I'm like, okay, I just got jacked by this dude. I need to be like way more aware of what's going on. So now I get serious. I'm no longer playing anymore. Now I'm really like, I'm watching him and shit. And I'm like trying to read his movements and shit. And like, I'm coming in and I start realizing I better mix it up. So then I start doing shit where I'm like, start, fa start fainting with shit, throwing multiple, multiple combination strikes. Why am I throwing multiple combination strikes? Because I realized that whole, I'm a throw that one punch out there and it's going to be that one, that one hit that's going to knock him out. That ain't going to happen. I better start using multiple fucking strikes and I better make sure specifically that as I land, I make sure that I'm following it up. Why? So there we go. Okay. So let's, let's, let's get this about specifically how, how does this, this emotional control relate to game? Well, here's what it comes down to. There's a certain, there's certain things that you do that specifically get you results. And there's things that you don't do that aren't going to get you results. Where I see most of you guys mess up with is that you keep changing the control settings specifically when you go out. You change what you are doing every single night that start specifically cutting down your ability to get the results. So I have to ask you this. When you guys are going out, how much social proof are you building in the room? Someone will go, why does that matter? Can't you just go direct? Well, yeah, you can go direct, but, you got, but when you go direct, it's like a coin toss. You're flipping a coin in the air and you are literally seeing, does this girl like me or does she not like me? Okay, you were you were directly killing your results because there's some girls in the room that you by going that direct You make them make that decision because you're asked for so much compliance and they're like I don't like you just on default all based on what I see right now. I don't like you. Oh, well, what's gonna happen now? Well, your chance of getting her is just just dropped But if you just came in and went a little bit under the radar, maybe have built a little bit more social proof in the room Everyone in the room kind of recognizes you well, what do you know? Pre-selection is the one of the most is the only that's one of the only two scientific things that directly cause attraction. Directly cause attraction. Everything else is, cor is correlating, but this directly causes attraction. Why wouldn't you specifically focus on doing a thing that drives attraction to where a girl who thinks she's a seven and you are a five, she's not going to comply with you. You, you are effectively punching above your weight. Well, if you go build social proof, now you probably got like plus one, plus two in terms of the way she's going to perceive you. Well, how do I know? Because you know one of the things I did for a while, I said, let me just test if I don't use social proof and I just run around the room and I just, even if I go indirect, let's see if I can make sure the, set, the set's gonna kind of stick. You know what I realized? That if I, go, if I go into an interaction, doesn't matter what the fuck I open with, if I don't have social proof, the set doesn't stick the, second time, the, the, the first time that I'm in there, that if I actually go and I build um, social proof, and I, I threw some pre-opens, by the time I come back to that same interaction, it's much more positive the second time I've seen the person. Do you know how many girls I've that were cocktail waitresses I walked up to, I maybe have said something and they looked at me like it was kind of weird, and then I, realized, I saw them again in a situation where I had social proof, and instantly their perception of me changed because they saw me in a situation where I had status, so they had to readjust their perception of me. And I was like, wow, this is really interesting. Why, You've, this is why you field test stuff. Go field test the stuff. Field test what I'm saying. 
So here's the second part. You go and you build social proof. The next thing you should be doing is focusing on set depth. You need to be specifically making sure now you're screening for logistics and finding out the right specifics that you want to focus your interaction on. You want to focus your time with people that have better logistical odds in order for you to have sex. That's really important. You need to specifically be focusing on what are the things you are going to specifically be doing that are going to help that to happen. Right? <laughs> Good point. Better get access too. So let's, let's, but I'm trying to, I'm trying to make this a little bit more generalized. I'm not trying to like make this the mechanics of like a high value environment. Let, let's, cause half the dudes tuning in here, they don't have access to like the most exclusive, exclusive places. Maybe, I'm going to say maybe three people that have tuned in here actually have access to high status venues. Just the reality of it. So, um, you're going to the room. You're building social proof. Next thing you want to focus on is set depth. You want to start screening for logistics and start seeing, you know, does this girl have the logistics I'm looking for for this set to work? Okay, what are her plans in the morning? If this girl's got a class at like, you know, 5 a.m. or whatever, right? Maybe, or she's got an 8 a.m. class and you are, you're talking to her and you're trying to get her to leave at 12.30 and you don't have enough compliance for that to happen. Bro, you, you, you need more time. You need more time to be able to kick proper game for that to happen. Right. So it makes more sense that if you can't if you're not going to be able to get her out of that room, leave that interaction, go to another interaction where the logistics are better and kick game there. Why are you why are you going and just being like, I'm going to get game. I'm going to I'm going to game and I'm going to get girls. It's like, OK, so where are you going to take her after you leave the club? What's the reason that you guys left the club? What's the justifier? OK, how far do you live? Some of you guys, your logistics are terrible. You guys live an hour or two hours away from the venue. Do you know how long and tedious that is of a journey after a night of fun and merriment for a girl to travel with you an hour away for you guys to have sex? That's just not going to work. How about you start going to a venue that's, and you make sure that you screen for girls in the venue that live nearby, that live no more than five minutes away from the nightclub? Why? Because if she lives five minutes away from the nightclub and she doesn't have any roommates and she lives by herself, or at least if she does have roommates, then she's got her own fucking room and she's not sleeping on some type of couch or she's living in a model house, right, where she's sleeping in fucking buck beds, you have a much more chance of being able to have sex. Right? So, and you know how I know this? Because I used to have really shitty logistics. So I started to realize, you know what? I've got bad logistics. All of the logistics, all of my pulls are going to be specifically focused on the girl. Or, you know what, maybe you've got a wing. Your wing lives, lives five minutes away from the nightclub. Or you start making friends with dudes who live five minutes away from the nightclub. Why? You want to increase your statistical odds of being able to have sex by making sure that the place that you're going to be going back to is super, super, super close. It's super close to the venue, right? Um, focus on your focus on like spending time with the girl. Good game takes time. For those of you guys that think like I'm going to pull in 15 20 minutes, most of you guys aren't that good for that to happen. And then even if you are, sometimes it's not even that you're so good at game. The girl just happens to want to have sex. So, it's not even what you're doing. You were in the right place at the right time and the girl was like, "Hey, just told her down to have fucking sex." You're like, "All right, cool." Boom. She pulls you back. Which is a rarity. That's the exception. That ain't the that ain't the established rule. You know what do you also know? You know that you're gonna need her getting her friends to trust you. Why do you need her friends to trust you in order for the pull to happen? Because any guy who knows better, you go in, you try to like isolate the girl away from her friends, her friends don't trust you, or then they then they see you at some point with the girl and then they run over, and then that one really big alpha female comes over and she's like, We're going. And then you're like, Oh shit, like I just lost the pull. Because you didn't, you didn't anticipate for that to happen. You didn't anticipate, you didn't anticipate what are the things that can cause you a problem.
if you okay so when, when i'm talking let, let's let's look at some of the things i'm looking for when i'm trying to make sure that that sex is going to happen well here's one of the first things i make sure that where i'm going to pull to my logistics are set up absolutely flawless i make sure that i've got my youtube playlist that that's my justified reason that i built a commonality off of that i'm going to have her watch with me when we go back to the place i'm going to be closing to i make sure number two that the place that i'm staying at it's clean and it smells good why do i make sure that it's clean and it smells good oh because i know that girls have a tendency of doing this they come back to your place it's messy you know you know one of the easiest tells that you don't have females in your life she comes back to your place and your place is messy as shit uh-oh. So then she goes, oh my God, I don't feel really comfortable here. If she's running around your freaking apartment and she sees everything's is, is, there's a, it's a mess, it's dirty, it's stinky, and it looks like it might have roaches coming out of the corner, she's going to be highly like, unlikely to have sex with you, right? If you're pulling back and you say something like after party, at least have alcohol. If you don't have alcohol, how about you go ahead and make sure specifically that the thing you freaking do is you go buy alcohol from a local 7-Eleven that's 24 hours. Why do you go do that? Because it's 24 hours. You know, if you're going to go grab waffles or pancakes because that's the reason you're gets your justified reason to go pull because why would i do that do you know one of the things that everyone tends to do after a long night of drinking and partying they usually crave late night carby food you know that's just a, another good reason for the girl to want to come back be like hey so what are you uh hey so what do you like uh you know wa waffles or pancakes waffles why i make the best waffles in the whole fucking world bet you you know you probably you probably never had waffles as good as these she's like that's you're full of shit there's no way that are waffles that are good you're like okay it's on it's on Right? You pre you preloaded. You upsell the pull. Right? You should have multiple justified reasons as to why you're gonna pull. Why do you need multiple justified reasons as to why you're going to pull? Because one thing I've noticed is that the one reason that you use or that you think is always gonna work sometimes doesn't work. The girls, you're like, hey, I'm gonna go make waffles or pancakes. She's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm keto. Well, gonna happen now. She don't have carbs. That ain't gonna happen. Or you know, she's a uh, maybe she's some girl. She's like dieting down for some type of competition, and then she's like, hey, I'm sorry, I can't have that. Like I've got a gluten allergy or whatever. Okay, you're like, oh shit, well, okay, I don't know anything about a gluten allergy. How am I going to make this work? Right? So this is why you want to have multiple reasons. Maybe your reason is, oh, I'm going to come, I'm, we're going to go after party. She's like, you know what? I'm really not, I'm not really the party type. Well, after party, that just gone out of the window. Be like, hey, I've got this really funny YouTube video you probably should go ahead and look at. Well, where would you come up with that? Well, you were talking in the conversation and she's mentioned specific comedians that she's into. Be like, oh, if you're really into this comedian, you're probably going to love this particular type of stand-up. You should totally see this, this particular video. You upsell it. You sit there and be like, it sounds like it, it, you know, it's one of these videos and it's got this and this happening. It's one of the most amazing things ever. Like, you ever have a video that's so fucking funny you laugh until your stomach hurts? I'm talking about like you laugh until your stomach literally starts to ache, right? That sounds fucking amazing. Well, yeah, she's going to say, that sounds amazing. Never ask a question you don't want to hear the answer to. I, so give a false choice. Does that sound amazing? What, why are you going to say, does that sound amazing? Well, you just upsold the thing to make sure that it sounds specifically amazing by you upselling it and making her, you're creating a yes ladder for compliance. You ever sit there and be like, tell a girl, be like, uh, hey, uh, do you want to do, oh, do go to the dance floor? No. Do you want to go get a drink? No. Do you want to come home with me? No. Do you want to kiss me? No. You're building a negative compliance ladder. You are, you are asking her questions that are a yes or a no, and most of the time it is leading to a no to the point where you are sitting there going, fuck, I cannot understand. Why is this not happening? Why is everything I'm asking her, she's saying no. Well, stop asking her questions that revolve around a yes or a no. The thug. What are the other things you should be looking for? Okay, how close does she live to the venue? You need to make sure you live close to the venue, but also you need to make sure that she lives close to the venue. Why? Because she may not want to go back to yours, but maybe she'll go back to hers. Maybe she doesn't want to come back to your place or whatever to, to, to 
to watch a movie. But maybe she will come back or whatever because um, there's, this, there's this particular whipped cream shot that you saw in this video that you want to make for her. And she's like, oh my God, that sounds really amazing. I'm totally down to go try that. Boom. Here's one of the other things. Sometimes the girl that you want to bring back, she may not be down to come back, right? Maybe she's got something going on in the morning. This is one of the reasons that the big thing is get into her friend, get into her friend group. Why do you get in her friend group? Because you know one of the things I've noticed is that if you want to get one girl to do something and she's saying no, if you can get three or four of her friends to agree to go do that thing, they'll tell her, hey, don't be the party pooper. Hey, don't kill it for us. And then you've got much better of a shot of getting her to come do that thing because her friends have leveraged social pressure on her to get her to go do that thing. Right? One of my boys that tuned in on here, he realized he was trying to pull last weekend and the uh the 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 girl wanted to make out with him and he was like he was like no no he's like not here not here. Why? He saw her sister wasn't cool with it. Her sister was not having a good time with that. He's like if I want to make this shit happen, I need to make sure that I don't I don't that she doesn't get a chance to escalate super heavy because guess what? That that sister may may start to cause me a problem. I need to make friends with that sister. Why? Because if I don't make friends with that sister, she's going to logistically fuck my shit up. Right? Like there was, you know, it's funny. There was a guy the other night. We're at we're at Sapphire, and we're hanging out, right? And my boy has this female friend that it's a friend of his. This dude is like the girl likes the guy. You can, like, and I'm like, oh, they're into each other. And like in my head, I'm just seeing him like he's a little, he's he's groping a little too much. Um, he's grabbing on her a little too much. And I'm thinking about it from the perspective of investment. And I'm like, she's not really investing in him. He's over investing in her and he's getting really aggressive and like as much as she likes this, he's turning her on way too much in the worst place to have sex. I'm like, he needs to actually just focus on building rapport, building a solid interaction with this girl and getting her back to a place at the corner of three and four in the morning in order for sex to occur. So we're watching this and it's, it's me and my boy and I just look at him and the, and the, so the, the, the girl and the guy end up, he goes to go, I think he goes to the bathroom and then he comes back and it's me and my boy and we're standing next to each other. And as the dude comes back, he comes back and we're, ta we're talking to uh, my boy's female friend. The guy walks up. He ignores me and my boy. And my first thing that I'm thinking is, this guy's an idiot. I'm like, does he not realize that the guy to the right-hand side of this girl, that's his, like, best friend. If this dude wants to fuck his shit up, all he literally has to do is say something in her ear and start using qualification to get her to see this guy as creepy as thirsty. And then... Everything this guy does is creepy and thirsty and any if a girl believes that a guy is creepy and thirsty and weird and all that has been framed like that, bro, he, he's fucked. How do I know that works? Because what this, you know, one little secret, yo, you guys might enjoy this one. I had a real bad habit back in the day. Um, my, so my, my game is very aggressive. It's very, very aggressive. I don't play fair and I don't like, I hate losing. So um, I used to go to the W Hotel. And the W Hotel back in the day in LA used to be like literally PUA Central. It used to be like dudes used to go in there and would be like spin moving and all this creepy shit. Like it used to be the boot camp place for every instructor and all those creepy students. So I used to go in there and I'm like, okay, I realize that girls are getting creeped out here. I already know that like if girls are in here getting creeped out by dudes, I'm going to have to run metagame to effectively um, create the illusion I'm gonna, so I, I know what the guys, I know what they're doing to game. I need to run around talking to girls about how creepy what every dude in the room is doing that's making her uncomfortable. So I'm just gonna run around and run metagame in order for me to be able to close. So I go around and I'm just effect, I'm just like um, qualifying these dudes' behavior and framing it as like super weird and like why, why are they doing shit that make women uncomfortable? And then I'm just, I, I'm using that to build commonalities. 
So as I'm using that to build commonalities, there's this, there's this really pretty Norwegian girl and she's talking to this black guy and I'm like, that girl's my type. And I'm like, okay, I can't, if I go in there to bust that robbery, that can get aggressive. Maybe the guy, you know, he, you know, maybe he's got better game than me, whatever. I don't know. So what I'm going to do is I'm like, I'm in this interaction right now with these three girls. And then I'm like, what if I use qualification to frame what that guy's doing is creepy? So then the girls see it and believe it that what that guy is doing is creepy. And then I'm going to use that to blow that dude out and get these girls to take that girl for me and make the introduction to me. So I should ask these girls, I'm like, hey, um, I'm just curious, like, you know, what are your thoughts on like creepy dudes? Like when guys do like really weird and uncalibrated shit and they're like, honestly, like we hate it. I'm just like, so like, what are the, some of the worst things you've had happen? They start talking to me about it. And I was just like, I was like, yo, you know what? Remember when we were just talking about like dudes being creepy? She's like, yeah. I'm like, seems like that dude over there, like what he, like what he's doing is super weird. It's like really creepy and it's, it's really uncomfortable because that girl's shoulders look really tight. Like, you know, when you're uncomfortable and you're like, you know that you're like stressed out and the guy keeps getting closer and closer and closer to you. And it, 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 like the way that he's like, that he's, that he's standing like right there and you see how like she's looking like she's uncomfortable. I'm like, man, like, I feel like it's the polite thing to do to just to like go help her out. And they're like, yeah, we should. I'm like, and they're like, you should go over there. I'm like, you know what? I would, but I feel like it would cause a problem if I go over there because what if the guy gets aggressive and like, what if a fight starts? And then like, if a fight starts and then me, you know, me and him start going at it, what if she gets hit? Now she got hit in the middle of our fight. And now, like, you know, it might have broke her nose or something could happen to her. I'm like, you know what would be smarter is you guys actually go in because if you guys go in, he's not going to get aggressive with you. There's more than enough of you guys. And, like, most guys are afraid of being ashamed. So, like, it's actually perfect. And if I – because if I also go over there, what if the girl thinks I'm, like, hitting on her for some reason? Because she's getting creeped on by that guy. She may just be, like, super uncomfortable. But if you guys go as a girl, you guys naturally have more trust. Like, you, because girls trust other girls, right? Of course they do. So I'm pretty sure you guys should probably go, right? Because – they, she's going to be more trustworthy than you, right? She's like, yeah. So everything you see there, you see how I, I frame that story, that everything that guy was doing was creepy and that the, the right thing to do is to go help that girl out of that situation. Now, some guys call that shit white knighting. Yes, I played the white knight, but that white knight shit helps real well when you want the girl and you want to leverage getting these girls to go swoop that girl for you. Did I have to go approach? No. Did I have to, to walk up and use my, who lies more, guys or girls? Or use my spin move of death? Or pick her up and walk away with her with my AMOG strategy? No, I just used metagame, got the, got the girls to comply, sent them over to go get the girl. They bring the girl back over, and then she's like, uh, the girl's like, she goes, oh my God. She's like, oh my God, thank you. And I was like, yo, I'm like, um, we, like we, I said, I didn't say I, I'm like, we saw that you were getting kind of creeped out. And I just figured out you might need help from that situation. Like, are you okay? She's like, oh my God, yes, thank you so much. Boom. Start sitting there talking with her. The, the, the girls, are, it's, like, it's like me and four other girls, and I'm just sitting there talking to the girl. And then I start um, asking her, like, oh, I'm just curious, like, you know, like, where's your from? She's like, oh, I'm from Norway. I'm like, oh, you probably have to miss, like, a few things from being back home. She's like, yeah, of course I do. And I was like, man, I'm like, you know, like, like isn't it, is, like, you ever, you ever been able to come to a place in America and have, like, like Norwegian food? Because I'd imagine, like, the food's not as good as back home. She's like, yeah, I've had, a, I've had a hard time finding a place where I could find that type of food. I'm like, you know what? I know of a really amazing place that's close. It's not, it's literally, it's close. It's nearby and it's, it's, uh, it's literally not far. The best part about it is, like, they serve all that type of food and they're literally open late. Like, they're in, and I start upselling the, the place. I'm like, it's got this and this. And I was like, specifically, all things you were mentioning. I'm like, um, I was like, I think I said something like, um, I was like, 
It's got all the things that you're spe- that, oh, that you're specifically interested in. I'm like, I'm like, does that sound amazing? She's like, yeah, something. I'm like, you ever have food so good that like you literally need to like sit down and like you know take your shoes off and let your toes wiggle? She's like, yeah, I have. I'm like, you ever have food so good that, like your knees start knocking? You're like, I just need to sit down because this is just too good. I don't want to stand up and rush and eat this. She's like, yeah, I have. So I'm building a yes ladder. I'm making sure I'm asking questions that are gonna only lead to a yes. Because the more I lead to a yes with her, commitment consistency bias kicks in. If I get her to say yes, yes, yes. I do love it. Yes, that is cool. Guess what I'm building? She has to be consistent with things that she has said in the past. I am manipulating and controlling my words for a very specific outcome. Now, emotionally, I might feel like this. Damn, she's got a fat ass. I totally love to sell. Be like, yo, you got a fat ass. I totally love to fuck you. Yeah, is that going to work? Is that going to increase my odds of being able to get laid? No. So what do I do? I control my emotions. I'm like, hey, you know what? How I feel right now is this way, but what I'm going to do is this because this is going to lead me closer to get the specific results that I want, okay? Those are the things that you should be specifically doing. What, is the, what are some of the other things you should be doing, right? If you, okay, what, let's, let's, let's reverse engineer. Let's, rever- let's reverse engineer what the pull should look like. You've closed. Where are your condoms, okay? What was the reason that you got her into the room? What was the justified reason you got her into the room? What was the reason that you got her specifically into your place? Did you go from the club to your place? Did you go from the club to a place in between that place, then go back to your place? What was the reason that you used to leave the club? How did you get her friends to trust you, to, to come along with you? Or how did you, what, did you, what was the reason you justified to the friends to specifically get the friends to come with you back to this place where you'd be able to close, Okay. If you did go to a restaurant, what's the reason that you left that restaurant to specifically get her back to your place? You're at the club. You've talked to the friends. They trust you. How much time did you specifically spend with them? How many commonalities did you broker between you and the friends that she is talking to? Did you, okay, then did you screen specifically for fucking logistics to make sure this set had the specific logistics that you were looking for? You need to be asking your, your, who'd she come here with? How'd she get here? How far does she live? What does she got going on in the morning? What are her plans after this? And then from that, you'd be asking other more questions. If she's like, oh, you know, um, I happen to I happen to live like you know, like right here in this area. Be like, oh, okay, like where specifically is that area? Like I'm actually just not from around the area, so I really don't know what that is. So you want to start clarifying. She's like, oh well, this is what the area is. You're like, okay, great. And I'm like, I'll probably imagine, like you probably like live, let me guess, you have like probably like six roommates and you're all like sleeping on couches together. She's like, no, of course not. Like I've oh, I've got my own room. Oh, okay, perfect. And then like you you want to also specifically ask about if she's okay if she's if she's got uh, work in the morning whatever she'd be like oh let me guess like you know you probably like you probably like have like a probably have like one of those jobs or whatever that you have to like specifically be like really on time to uh, to uh, to be there for because if you're just not there on time like it's just instant like oh fuck I'm gonna be fired why because then I need her to clarify. It maybe she's in a job where she can show up at 12. Maybe she works in, in an industry where she can work remotely or she can like call in that day and call in sick, right? Like these are all specific things you want to dive real deep on because the more you dive deep on those things, the more likely you are specifically to have sex. You know, what say for say if she's got we got work in the morning, but she's willing to, to come back to she's willing to come back to your place, you guys can hook up and she's like, Yeah, I'll just take an Uber to work in the morning. Or maybe she's got like her car parked nearby and she's got an overnight bag in her car to where if she stays over at some guy's house, she's got an overnight bag specifically to where she goes and has sex with some guy, right? How would you know that? Because if you've had sex with enough girls, if you've ever had a girl come over to your place and she's planning on staying the night, you know what she has in her bag? Like she's got a Louis, like a Louis, she's got a fucking Louis Vuitton bag that's got shit filled up specifically 
for her to stay over at some guy's house. She's got extra fucking tampons sitting in her bag. She's got perfume. She's got, uh, she's literally got like toothbrushes, toothpaste. She's got like an extra pair of fucking underwear. She's probably got like a fucking change of clothes specifically to wear if she happens to like stay over at a guy's place. You know how many girls I've literally seen like they live out of their car and they literally have shit specifically in their car to where if they happen to go home with a guy or to take some random trip or they're in a rush to go somewhere, they've got literally overnight gear for that to happen. Like, you know, some of the best girls to hook up with personal trainers, because, you know, literally personal trainers. One of the things that I have noticed is that usually they can move their client's schedule around. And a lot of times they don't work super early in the morning. Sometimes their first clientele meeting is at like 12. So then that girl you want to hook up with, it actually can happen because of the fact that she doesn't have to go in till like midday or like 2 p.m. So that means you can actually hook up with her. You guys can like actually accumulate more time. You can hit again in the morning. But if you didn't screen deep enough into the, her logistical situation to get a clear picture of what's going on, you don't know specifically what can be the issues that would hinder you from being able to get your results. I want you to be surgical. I want you to, to really to think about the things you're doing. The primary focus, when you were talking to a girl, start finding out what are, the, like, what are the things that could cause sex not to happen. And start trying to move those things specifically out of the way. If you know her friends are going to be the people that are going to come in and they can make something happen. If her brother is there, make friends with specifically with the brother. Make him trust you. You know the other you know the part that's huge? Dude, you need to get the girl to start investing in you. You know the more that a girl invests in you, like the more that she specifically invests in you, the more she's going to tell her friends, like, oh, I like him. If she tells her friends, I like him, I'm okay with him, guess what's more likely to happen? Her friends are going to feel comfortable to leave you alone with that girl. You know, the more that they see her chasing you, the more that, that, that sex is likely to occur. I'll never forget the day that, that, the, that the revelation clicks for me about, you know what? I don't need to be escalating on this girl anymore. I need to get her to escalate on me. I don't need to get her super aroused and hot and horny inside the venue. I need to make sure that if she's getting hot and horny, I've got a place to close directly in that venue right there. If she's getting, if, if she's getting hot and horny at my specific place where I can close, guess what? I've got a better chance for that to happen. Why, do I, why have I learned that? Because I have seen pulls literally can go tits up. There is so much shit that can go wrong. That like in your mind, you start thinking sex is in the bag. And, the, and I have just seen irrefutable evidence that that is not the case. That there is so much that can happen. There is so much that can go wrong. There are so many things that you need to specifically account for. That if you like are not watchful and you specifically are not calculated about what's going on, you are not going to get the results that you were after. You are not, not going to get the results that you were looking for. I can promise you that. Why, 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 is, why is, is, is having this control super important? Because you know what? I start to realize that like, um, I'll, so I'll give you a story. Like what, what really did this for me? There was this girl one night. I'm at this club and um, it's this, this girl's really pretty. She's like my, my perfect physical type. I had been like building aggressive social proof in the room. I started talking to this girl and um, as I'm talking to this girl, like I can tell I'm not like, I can tell that, that I have not found a, a real commonality with this girl to where the interaction is flipped to where like she likes me so you know uh i'm talking to her for a while um i've moved her on the bar a few times like her logistics are good but it's just not it's just not really on yet and i'm i'm, I'm so i'm trying to to 
I'm trying to, to keep building rapport with this girl in order for me to find something to be able to build. Once I hit that commonality point, now I know I can like break rapport because all of my breaks in rapport had really hadn't hit at this point. She just wasn't really responding that much. So I'm like, okay, let me just let me find something. At this point, I've been in the interaction with the girl for about an hour and a half. And someone be like, why would you spend an hour and a half with the girl? Because here's the reality, good game takes time. Again, like I tell you. So talk to this girl and... Um, when I'm talking, when her parents come in, I win them over. They end up trusting me. Like, yeah, we like him. He's super fun. I go back. So this girl's like, a, she's a competitive bodybuilder. Uh, so like, she's like a physique competitor. So we're sitting there talking about that. And finally, at this point, I finally have a commonality with this girl. Um, and I will never forget. Right at the point where I can tell I'm I'm getting ready to really get somewhere, this guy walks in. This dude's like six foot two. He's a real good looking dude, and instantly the girl like runs over to him and like jumps on him and he's just sitting there chilling and this girl is complying like crazy and in my head i'm going fuck and i'm like what do i do like what do i do in this situation and i'm angry at this moment i'm just like fuck i'm like i do not know how to i don't know what to do here i'm like because at this time, like, my game wasn't that – was good, but it wasn't that good. I didn't really understand the dynamics of, like, what I needed to do in that situation to make it happen. So um, I just said, to her, she said, like, fuck it. I'm just going to find another step. But by that time, like, it's, like, super late and, like, nothing. Like, I didn't, I didn't get anywhere. And I remember as I walk out the venue, I kick the nearest trash can as hard as I fucking can. I'm pissed because I've spent an aggressive amount of time with this girl I had, like, been trying to build commonalities, trying to find, you know, uh, something to where we can specifically connect. Her logistics were solid. And I'm like, I did all of that and I still lost this fucking interaction. I'm like, fuck. And I was like, and in my head, I'm, all I hear is a small voice and it's like, what, what are you going to do differently so this never happens again? And I'm like, okay, what, what happened in the interaction? I'm like, clearly that girl was very invested in him, which is why I really didn't have a chance. I'm like, okay, so what can I do differently? I'm like, hmm, make sure I find, if I can find a commonality faster and I can broker that commonality fast with this girl and I can get, and I can get quickly into qualification once I find that commonality, screw breaking report. I'm going to focus heavily on qualification. I'm going to make sure that I go deep into qualification, that I, I broker a real emotional connection with her. As because if that guy walks in, I've got a real deep emotional connection with her. What's going to happen is I can actually sit there while we're talking, and then what I can do is I'm like, I can make sure that I metagame this guy and start to frame control what he's doing. I'm like, I think next time what I should have specifically done was frame his behavior to get him to qualify. Because I know now I know now that if I get him to qualify, his serotonin response is going to go off, and I can reward compliance by making sure that every time he does that, I reward really heavily. And because the feeling is going to stay longer, and then because it's the social feedback chemical. So I'm like, okay, if I do that, and he starts to qualify and brag about himself, this girl's going to get pissed, make a negative chemical association, and she's going to hate that dude. Then what I can do is I can literally swoop her off and him go back to building rapport and then i can keep the interact i can continue time running i'm like that's what i'm going to do next time so you see how i mentioned that situation before where i saw a dude talking to a girl specific i want to talk to that girl that was talking to the guy before she was investing in that dude but i framed these girls right here to be able to leverage to get them to walk over to take her away from that guy bring her over to me and make sure i can start building commonalities and rapport with this girl because then move right into qualification because I need to broker a real emotional connection and start causing her to chase. If I can get her to, to specifically chase, she's going to justify to her friends. Oh, no, no. I like this guy. No, no. He's cool. 
right? And then I can also make sure when I'm talking to those friends, I can make sure specifically that through the things that come out of my mouth and through the specific frames that I set, I can make myself seem as a friendly, social, and a cool dude to where they're not going to block me. If anything, they're going to throw their friend to me on a silver platter. Why? Because I'm like, every guy tries to isolate the friend. Hmm, I think the thing I should be doing, instead of trying to isolate the friend, how about what I do is try to keep, is try to force the group together? And how about when the girl, how about specifically, I'm just like, no, no, we need to go find your friends. That's the polite thing to do. No, no, we need to go find your friends. It's the, like, why would I say that? Because here's the reality. If I can say that in her head, and then um, I go over to her friends, and I'm just like, I'm like, yeah, um, I told her we needed to go ahead and find you guys because she was by herself. Like, you guys don't leave your friends alone, do you? No, of course we don't. Now, someone will go, that's stupid. Why would you set that frame? Because now you can't isolate her. I'm setting that frame because in their mind, if I sit there and let them know that, like, hey, your friend shouldn't be going alone or going off by herself. We were looking to find you guys because I knew that, you know, you guys were never, like, you guys are good friends. You take care of your people, right? It's the right thing to do. They're going to start being like, huh, that's interesting. No guy ever says that. Huh. That's interesting. He brought our friends back to us. He didn't try to go take her out of the freaking club and go try to have sex with her. He tried to keep her with us. You know what I've noticed by doing that? They more times they'll say, we like you. You're normal. Oh, we like you. No, no, no. We trust you. You guys can go together. And I'm like, are you guys sure? Like, you guys sure you don't want to come? Like, it's more than enough room. She's like, no, no, no. You guys can go. And I was like, damn, by doing the opposite of what every other dude is doing and by qualifying that doing the 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 doing those things that other guys do is weird and antisocial and creepy it actually starts to it's it's it actually creates a situation where the girls start telling me no we like you no thanks for taking care of our friend thanks for being safe and then they throw me the girl so they actually push it for it to happen i'm like hey, this is really interesting i'm like it seems like everything that that allows me to have sex with a girl is actually the the antithesis of the shit that everyone else is saying I should be doing. I'm like, huh, I wonder if I could just take everything about my game and just reverse, instead of doing what every other guy, let me just reverse, reverse everything. How about I? How about now, I don't, I don't try to qualify her, I get her to qualify me. What if I don't try to pull her, but I get her to pull me? What if I don't try to, 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 to tell her, uh, to ask for her number? What if I just try to condition her to ask for mine? I was like, what if instead of me trying to touch her, how do I condition her to touch me? How do I condition her to ask my number? How do I condition her to, to seed from allergies? How do I condition her to make the pull happen? How do I condition her to chase? I started trying to think in reverse. How do I make all how do I make her do all of the work? Because then that way the control is in her hands. And because if she thinks she's in control, and I just seen back and I'm I'm a beta, I'm a beta, I'm a beta. I'm gonna get what I want. Like I'd rather be beta and win all day long than to be alpha and lose every single time. Because, you know, one of the things I've learned, there's what you think that works, and then there's realistically what works. You know, one of the worst nights I figured out to game is, do you know that, like, Halloween weekend, people are like, oh, you know, like, why didn't you go out? I'm like, because I already know logistically those events are fucked. I'm like, if I'm not going to a private house party where I can actually close because specifically I have a place in the house... Why would I do that? People were like, that doesn't make any sense. Holiday weekends, you know the one thing that, that, I, that everyone tends to forget? Traffic. Do you know that, that you want to try to make sure that you leave a venue when traffic is good, that traffic isn't crazy? Because you want to know one of the worst things that happens? You, you, bring, a, you bring a girl somewhere, some after party, and uh, the place you're going to is close, but it's gridlocked traffic, so you literally can't move at all for you to effectively go have sex. So then you're just like, oh shit, you know, it'd be smarter for you to effectively try to have like, instead of trying to go and like pull a girl somewhere else and it's gridlock on New Year's, 
you get a hotel that like is inside of the venue at the place you're at, or you can if the, where you're going is within walking distance for you to effectively pull. It ain't five minutes away where you got to deal with traffic. It's across the street. So then that way you don't have to go walk hella far for sex to happen. You can literally walk right there because if you leave at New Year's and she lives 10 minutes away, that's going to be 45 minutes of traffic. 45 minutes in traffic, even to go to a place that's super close, is highly unlikely for things to happen. Unless you can leave before the traffic starts. Or you're like, hey, you know what? I realized it probably is smarter for me to leave at 5 a.m. Why? Because nobody's going to be going home at 5 a.m., which means the streets are going to be freaking clear, which means I need to be going to a place and stay there till 5 a.m. because I realize from a logistical perspective, I'm aware at how this holiday weekend is gonna help, is gonna hurt me. Or I'm gonna go see this DJ. The DJ is gonna be some big perform some big performing situation. I'm like, yeah, this is amazing. Oh my god, this is gonna work so well. Then the thing you realize is like, oh wait, I'm in I'm at performance night. This DJ, every girl's paying attention to him. It's packed to where you literally can't move, and you were stuck with a bunch of girls. Are you gonna be able to game now? Probably not. You think you're going to be able to pull? Probably not because it's packed where you can't move. So even if you are trying to talk to the girl, you don't know what her logistics are. You don't know where her friends are. So then you can't control those situations. You're just trying to effectively bust a robbery and hope to God that it happens. If you've been to performance nights at any, at any event, you've probably seen these situations. You end up just going home frustrated because you're just like, I did not know what to do in that situation. Well, the thing that you should have done is you shouldn't have specifically went at the worst specific time in the worst logistical place for you to make something to happen. You should have went to the place that probably was a little bit more normal that you could have actually walked in there. It may not have been nearly as packed, but it would have been good enough for you to be able to game and to get the results specifically that you were after. That's why you choose your venues. You choose your venues and you choose when you go. You choose when you specifically leave the venue. You know one of the worst times i found to like leave a venue? Leaving a, a club at 2.30 when everyone else is trying to leave. Guess why? Because that's pull a clock. Every dude and his mama is trying to run around and grab the girl that you were trying to talk to. And you were sitting there trying to bat off everybody else in the room. It is like trying to run like nigga Itsu. You were like sitting there trying to do all this shit. You got to like go find her bag. You got to like find her coat. Then you got to like... Get her out of the venue. Then you got to try to weave off all the weird dudes that are trying to make sex happen. Then, like, you know one of the other things? When, like, there's a dude that one of the friends ends up liking and he's kind of weird and he's creepy. And you're trying to, like, get him out of the situation because you realize that, like, if I allow this dude to, like, come with us, he can actually fuck it up for me. So then what you do is you're like, okay, if this dude comes back, the thing I specifically need to make sure that I do is... Make sure that at some point I either get rid of that guy or I make sure that I isolate the girl and get the hell out of Dodge. I make sure that I, me and my girl have gone ghost. We're gone. Why? Because that dude is going to fuck it up for me for, for sex to end up happening. How do I know? Because that shit happened to me just two weeks ago. And I was like, it taught me, hey, you know what? That, that you like, duh, you know better. Don't put yourself in a situation with a dude who like, he ain't really trained the game because he does not care about you. He cares about him. So he ain't going to try to help you. He ain't going to try to make it happen. If anything, he's going to screw up the situation because he doesn't know what he's doing. He's just going and flying by the cuff of his pants. And if it doesn't work out, you're up shit creek. So here's one of the biggest things that I want you guys to pay a lot of attention to. Don't let your emotions get the best of you. 
You ever get in the situation where you're like, you're with a girl and you're on a date with her and there's like four or five really good looking dudes trying to like compete for her attention? You know what you should do in those situations? You need to go build social proof. You, you need to go build social proof and you need to go get a girl and you need to literally be like, hey, that's my friend over there. Um, she's stuck in that group of like four or five dudes and um, you know, I'm supposed to drive her home and I just don't, I just don't want to have her like be stuck in that situation because the dudes are like hella thirsty and really weird. And then the girl will walk over, grab that girl. Now she's brought the girl you want to talk to back. Now you can accumulate time. You've got to control that type of shit to happen. You can't just be like, oh, well, that guy's talking to that girl. It's just going to go ahead and work out. Maybe she'll come back to me later. Nope. Because I'm pretty sure you've learned. If you've been inside of a venue, you've been talking to a girl, it went really well. And then she was like, oh, I'm, you know, um, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll see you later. And then she, uh, you never see her again. She's not inside the venue anymore 20 minutes later. And like that whole hour that you spent, it just now went to like literally to nothing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those things happen. So you need to start thinking about what are all of the what are all of the things that can go wrong when you are out at night? What are all the things that can possibly happen? And what are going to be you need to write down what are the objections? What are all the things that can happen that can fuck your shit up? And how are you going to overcome all of those things if those situations do arise? What are you going to do differently? Right? Because it's Sun Tzu has a great saying in the art of war. He said that uh, the most skilled warrior does the most skilled warrior does not brag in victory, because he is so planned and he is so he's so well planned and he's so well rehearsed that victory is already assured. I remember when I read that I said, "God damn!" I was like, "That is the best analogy I've ever heard." He, I mean, I want you to think about this for a minute. The most skilled warrior does not gloat when victory comes. Because he is so well rehearsed and so well prepared that victory is already assured. That should tell you one thing. If you were not well rehearsed and you were not well planned, you are not going to get the results you want. Sun Tzu also has another great quote. Know thy enemy like thyself. A thousand battles, a thousand victories. When I say know thy enemy like thyself, let's think about this for a minute. If you know the opponent who you were sparring against, you know he's a headhunter when what a headhunter is, he's a dude that strikes for the head. Then you start realizing my strategy needs to be needs to be to nullify his strategy. I need to make the thing that he has a habit loop about ineffective because if I can make what he is doing ineffective to, to not be able, if I can stop what he's doing to where he's not going to be able to get the results, I effectively will always win. This is where why, in my mind, I play these hypothetical situations in my mind, and I expect the worst to happen. Why do I expect the worst to happen? I take that foobar situation I mentioned earlier. I, t I expect situations I expect situations to be fucked up beyond all repair. I take a Navy SEAL approach to the things that I'm going to do because I realize if I don't do that, I'm not going to win. I'm not going to get the results I'm looking for. I'm not going be able to be able to, I'm not going to be able to make it happen. So what do I do? What is everything that can happen? What's my plan? What's my plan for when that, those things go wrong? And how am I going to respond to those situations to go wrong? Am I prepared for when those situations go wrong? Are my emotions in control? Why? Why should my emotions be in control when I want to make sure that I, have a, that I have a specific tangible outcome? Because you know when you get emotional or you get angry, you know it knocks out the prefrontal cortex? You know that your ability to think when you get emotional 
you just lose it. Do you know that now the mammalian part of your brain is the one that's active? And then unfortunately, you know, this is why people go, why don't you drink? I'm like, I don't drink because it decreases my statistical odds of being able to think clearly, to think on my feet and to problem solve in the moment in order for me to be able to control my outcomes. That's why I don't drink because I hate losing. I like to win. The only thing I care about is winning. I don't give a shit about having fun. I care about winning because if I win, then I have fun. I don't like to go out and just meander and waste my time. Why? Because I can do that at home. I can meander. I can goof off. Right? You know, martial arts taught, martial arts taught me more about being calculative being methodical and being ruthless with going after my goals because I started to realize that in a fight, almost anything can happen. I started to like, you know, back in the day, right? I used to, I would get into these, I get into these street fights and I had, I used to have this belief that it was, uh, you know, people would fight fair. And then, um, I got into enough fights where I got jumped and I started to realize that it actually isn't fair, that it doesn't happen the way that I think. So I started to realize, like, you know what? I got to do something differently. So I started to fight with the expectation that I was going to get jumped. So when I would fight, I would try to end the fight as quickly as possible. And I would try to make sure that like I damaged the guy enough to where he'd not, he would not be able to stand. I tried to end the fight quickly. I didn't want the fight to be prolonged. Because if his homies ended up coming around, I, I knew that those, were, those were variables that would change the dynamic of what's going on in the situation. Because of that reason, that's, that's how I learned to fight. I started fighting based on what were my experiences that taught me and, and how did I change what I was doing based on those experiences. You get jumped enough times, you start realizing it ain't a fair fight. There's no such thing as chivalry. There's no such thing as fighting fair. Like all is fair in a street fight. Why? Because the dude is trying to, the dude, is trying, the dude might kill you. The dude might end up, you know, you might never be able to get back up again. So you better make sure that you like win and win quickly. So I started to make sure that in a fight, I ended quickly. I, I would put myself in situations where I'd be paying attention to like what is going on in the room. I started creating situational awareness. I took that same uh, that same type of, of ruthlessness into when I would game. I would take you know take start reading the room. What's going on in the room? Because I started to realize that actually made a big difference in how I started to calibrate things. You know what are the things that could like mess me up. What are the things I should be doing different? And I would watch and I would study and I would pay a lot of attention when I'd be out because I wanted to make sure that I could control as much as I possibly could to be able to get the results that I was after. The reason that you need to develop emotional control for a killer instinct is because when you do the right things, not based on your emotion, but based on you doing the right thing just because you should do it, it allows you to learn quickly and allows you to do the right things over and over and over again to be able to control the result, to be able to control the goal you are going after. Hey guys, what's up? I hope you guys are enjoying the content from the podcast. Um, the amazing part about this is, is that Anchor actually allows for you guys to go ahead and so donate and support the podcast so you can join everyone else that already has been supporting the episodes. And it really just goes towards helping me to be able to produce more content. So if you guys are enjoying this, go ahead and, and make a donation. I really appreciate that and enjoy the rest of the episodes.